Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MBH podcast, the My Brown House podcast. I am your co-host, Chris Brown. With me, as always, is the charming, the cheerful, the childlike, Miley Brown. You've got to be kidding me. I thought these were supposed to be compliments. Childlike is a compliment. Is it, or is it a synonym for immature? No, I'm saying like in, like a jovial. Mm, I don't buy it, but we can discuss <laughs> After podcast hours. Well, anyways, uh, we are super excited to have our to host our tenth episode. Woo-hoo. Big milestone. So big. And it's it's a great one because Miley um, talked with our good friend, friend of the podcast, mm-hmm. Fallon from Farmhouse underscore 1921. Sorry, um, she is an antiquing queen. She is. Where's the crown, man? Yeah. I wasn't actually on this podcast. I had another. I was. I. I wasn't able to make it. But the conversation is great. Um, there's a lot of good things about antiquing and interior design, as always. Your jokes were missed, though. Yeah, they were. Your conversationalist skills. As always. As always. Um, so we we thank you for listening, and um, as always, the podcast can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, and Pandora. If you have any other, uh, I don't know, platforms that you don't have it on, that you would like it on, let me know. Shoot Miley a DM on the Instagram. DM. And uh, we'll throw it up. But anyways, let's get it going. So today with us on the My Brown House podcast, it is just Miley and our special guest, Fallon. Thanks for joining us, Fallon. Thank you for having me. Yes. So Fallon is an interior designer. She does a lot of things. I don't want to spoil it in her intro, but her Instagram is at farmhouse underscore 1921, where she really mixes new age and classic pieces to create her own unique style. Um, I love it. It's super bold. It's very you. I feel like I can always see it and know like that's Fallon, Um, but I don't want to give too much away. So can you tell our followers, I mean, how how long have you been into interior design? Sure. So I love interior design. It's something I've always been passionate about. And one day, hopefully, um, I can actually take on clients and things like that. Um, but I would say I've been into interior design um, as a hobby, probably as, as long as I can remember. My grandmother um, had a wonderful eye for design and decor. And so just being with her and uh, seeing how she designed things kind of sparked my own passion. I feel like we've connected on this too, because my grandma is still, I joke that she's like my design assistant because anytime I buy something, I always send her the link or anytime I finish something, she's like the first FaceTime because they're the ones who get it. Right. <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. Like we talked a little bit in my intro about mixing modern and antique um, furnishings in your home. My grandmother was masterful at that. She would mix like a really neat, like new age looking Milo Bauman console table with like a Duncan Fife style to- uh, um, sofa. And it just worked so well together. And it creates such a unique thing that you just don't see like, we got to fly you out, Fallon. My grandpa has a, a whole room, well, a whole basement, but specifically my grandma tries to contain it to one room, but it's, it explodes out of his, we call it his treasure room. It is full of treasures. 
wow. marbles, vinyls, a whole wall of glass bottles, art, like all my jewelry. Grandpa found it. Every oh, that's bottle, cool. grandpa. <laughs> yes. He loves, he finds the craziest things. Some of them are treasures to all. Some are just his treasures, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's pretty cool. So we'll have, that sounds cool. Every Utah, come on over to the treasure room. Absolutely. <laughs> I love though, talking to people who have been into interior design forever. Cause Chris makes fun of me all the time. Like he's like, <laughs> you designed your room in high school for fun. And I'm like, you bet your bottom dollar. I was moving my bedroom furniture <laughs> around by myself at 10 p.m. Um, so I don't know if you relate to that at all, but I always try to find. Oh, my- I do. Yeah, <laughs> <My> <laughs> absolutely. I remember my parents let me paint my room, and I like painted like it was like black and red and white with like this huge stripe, and I was like, "This is the most innovative thing that's ever been done." Like I was convinced. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, so you've been into interior design forever that being said what was the catalyst like what pushed you to start the page i'm sorry about that that's okay Um, everyone's always on mute (laughs) since 2020 the new zoom phrase is you're on mute you're on mute i always get that um i think what sparked me to so i had a page called build a great update where I wanted to add character to my new build home, but I've since sold that home and I bought um, a home uh, that's more than 100 years old. Um, But I wanted it to be in keeping with my own style. The previous owners had really stripped it of all of the character. Um, And so I wanted to bring that back. And so I thought other people might find the process of me kind of bringing the home back to its former glory, but with a modern flair. Um, to be an interesting process. So that's how the account came about. Yeah. I mean, and they do, the people are coming, the people are following. I, I love it. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's great. But I'm a, I'm an old house junkie. So that's the question. Yeah. If you could build, so two questions, you could build a brand new house or you could completely renovate an old house. What would you choose? Probably wasn't an option. Cause that's my other option. That's yeah, a good one. Probably renovate um, an old house. I was looking at some online today and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this again, but it was a house like in my neighborhood that was built in 18, like 41. Oh. But it's a lot of work. So I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm always perusing like the upstate New York Zillow properties that are oh, for sure. Like, nothing. They're like $300,000. Yeah. Like, Done. I'm moving. <laughs> I noticed that like in Buffalo, I look online and like some yes. amazing property at such a good price. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing. I can't do the cold, but no, then I wonder why, why are they such a good price? Yeah. <laughs> then there's that. <laughs> yeah. Utah's the housing market over here is wild. So. Oh, really? Wow. Well, it's because we're trapped in between mountains. So mm. like there's only so you can only build so far. Oh, that makes, that makes sense. We're trapped. Um, but I'm I'm with you. I think if I had an unlimited budget budget, I would still choose an old house, knowing you'd have to like redo maybe some wiring, some plumbing and stuff. But yeah. The character, they just don't make them like they used to. I don't know what it is. I mean, do you have any what are your theories? How come older houses are so much more charming? Um, I think people then like took their time. I think now like in some neighborhoods you can get a home built in like six to nine months mm-hmm. because the market needs that. But then I don't know, maybe back in the you know, olden days of yesteryear, like 
building a house, you know, you really put your heart and soul into it and you have these expert like craftsmen. That's why I think windows like nowadays last so much longer. I understand than like windows that were put in 20 years ago, even though they're not, my windows aren't energy efficient, but they look nicer, let it glass. And I think the craftsmen really just took like pride in their, in the, their work. Yeah. I think they built them for individuals, not for like the masses. Yeah, totally. Cause like the people agree. don't take the time to do like the medallions or the molding or the mm-hmm. chair rail and things like that, because they just want it as cookie cutter as possible. So they can like replicate it. My um, mom's house. Yeah. My mom's house was built in 1869 and she had it leveled for the first time ever last year. So the home had never been leveled and, you know, more than a hundred years, oh, but it was built to last. Like we were, like you were just saying. That's amazing. We need yeah. some house content on the ground. We I need to bring some more house. in. <laughs> she's on TikTok, but she's not on Instagram. Oh my gosh. I'm going, I'm going to follow your mom on TikTok. I'm going to have the message <laughs> about that. I love that so much. So I do want to talk a little bit about old houses because I think we talked before this, but we had a 1940 cottage. Mm-hmm. I loved it so much, but it was a little guy. It just wasn't the forever, but I would love to live in a haunted mansion. Hands down. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. As long as the ghosts are like nice, I, a big old Victorian <laughs> with like hidden stairwells. Like I'm, I'm about it. But, um, that being said, what's the craziest old house thing you've run into? Like, you know, like the time where you like cut open a wall and there's just like notes, there's like food bought, like what, what is your crazy old house story? Um, probably two things. I didn't realize until I bought my house that it used to be a duplex. So yeah. Yeah. So the reason that it's an open concept is they took all the walls out when it was two apartments. There was actually a second staircase, what's actually the dining room. And that was pointed out to me by a few contractors. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I get some more, but I haven't found much information about the house and previous, you know, owners or previous owners. Probably the next thing is I had the floors restored um last year, October of last year. And um they took all the I took all the tile up and the carpet. And then the bedroom upstairs, there was like maybe like a six five six section of flooring that was removed. It was just plywood there. Mm. And they removed it. And uh, it used to be where the plumbing was apparently for the kitchen that was upstairs in the apartment at one point. They're like, okay. <laughs> Okay, different. <laughs> so definitely so have fun. a dependency budget. So. There's always treasures. Like I remember we tried to do beadboard once in our cottage, yeah. our, our nursery for Brooks's room. And we put the beadboard on the wall, run the stud finder along. No studs. We're like, that's weird. Hmm. That's weird. So then we start nailing no studs. It is literally sheetrock glued to cement wow cement so like that's weird and then we measured it and it was you guys can't see my hand motions but it was two inches off from the right side of the wall to the left side of the wall i remember thinking we're just walking around thinking this floor is flat it is not (laughs) interesting wow it was it seems like a home like a like a diy basement remodel in the basement but we couldn't we ended up having to wallpaper the whole wall because it was just like stuck 
There was no yeah. stud on the bottom half. They just glued it to like the footing. And then the top half had studs. Don't That's know how really cool. Yeah, not up to code. I'm I'm yeah. sure how safe it is. <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> but it, you know, it happened. Okay, I want you to tell everybody about your in the mix series that you do on Instagram. That kind of is a good preview of yeah and what you do. For sure. So um I love mixing new and older items. Um it was uh, an influencer or a content creator, and she said recently that she's not wealthy enough to buy inexpensive things because when you buy certain things, you're constantly like replacing them. So it's good to buy things that are value. And I completely agree with that. But sometimes your budget may not allow you to buy certain things at a certain point in your life. So I like to buy things that'll last. Uh, so putting money behind that. But then if I can find like a dupe, I love to integrate that into my home. Like we talked about this. Like we that bond really about target yeah. lamp. Yeah, yeah. target lamp. Like I've got a target lamp right behind me. Me too. I think it might be the same one. I'm not sure. But I love like just um, intermixing modern and antique and vintage items because I think if you do too many antique or vintage items, it can become a bit stuffy. So I bring in a new piece to kind of brings new life to the room. Like in my living room, the sofa is, um, it's new, but I paired it with a kidney-shaped antique coffee table. And I brought the pieces together because the table is oval-shaped. The sofa has a, is curved, so both of those pieces work together. So I think that's a way to bring different time periods together in cohesive ways. And also, um, art's very important to me. So I like to use art to really bring life to a room. And it's almost like the centerpiece of in the mix because a modern art piece in a more traditional room can be just transformative. It's unexpected. It's eye-catching. It's, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people get tentative because they may feel like they don't know that much about interior design, Mm -hmm. but you can point at things you like and we can, you showed a room with like textured and layers and I mean, pieces from different time periods and colors, mm-hmm. that's going to be more appealing than something that's just like flat, like all bought from the same store, yeah. all similar color, all the same time period. They, it doesn't look as, as custom or unique. So I'm, yeah. with I do have to know though, just, and this is a personal question. Mm-hmm. Where do you get all your art? Cause I also love art. It's like a new yeah. thing the last like three years for me. So I'm, I'm interested in your tips. I love like Texan or Texas artists. Um, so I buy a lot of my art from this place in Sealy, Texas called Stockyard Antiques. And she buys the art on consignment from the artist. And um, one artist that she's worked with for years, he actually has a coffee table book out now of his work. Um, and he's in, based in Navasota, Texas. So he commissioned the piece for me, um, or I commissioned a piece from him in my office. Um, I lo- I know what piece you're talking about. It's yeah. <laughs> amazing. Everyone go at Fallon's office. Yes. <laughs> Thank as you. That's my office. I imagined the rug and the desk and the the picture. Yeah. yeah, it's good. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. It's actually one artist. His name is um, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he has a fantastic gallery um in round top now but he started as a really young artist and he would sell his art to the owner of stockyard 
And one of his pieces is in um, Amber Lewis's one of her homes she designed. So it's crazy to see Amber like, Lewis, the queen. one of yeah, the queens. Awesome. Yeah. It's a converse now. And I'm like, I got to fucking fit in. So I love Amber Lewis. I just bought an Amber Lewis rug. Uh, mm. It will be here in two days. So oh, nice. Very I love about. her. Her book is amazing. I don't have her book. Yeah, I think it's sad. I gotta buy her book. Yeah. Amber it's Lewis, really good. Julia Markham. Oh yeah. My I think queen. she has a book coming out on color or something. She good for her. Yeah. So cool. Instagram <laughs> does cool things for people. It does. So it I've got to ask people, I think can be intimidated by antiquing or like thrifting. It, it seems like something that's like awesome because you can mm-hmm. find pieces for less, um, sometimes less than new. Like they're not always going to be like, I hate the word like cheap, Mm-hmm. But it's going to be, you know, worn. So you're typically going to get it for less than it would have cost. Yeah. Um, and it's unique. So I will say my favorite thing about antiques is no one else has what I have. Sure. I love that like treasure, like this is mine and I haven't mm-hmm. found it. Um, and not everyone on Instagram has it. I'm cool that we all share the same lamp and I love it. It's a great lamp. <laughs> I want the one piece, you know, that someone walks in there like, oh, yeah, <gasps> breathtaking. Um, So there's lots of pros, but I think people get stressed because Mm -hmm. it's not staged. You got to hunt. You got to, there is trial and error. Mistakes are made. You buy things you regret. (laughs) At least I have. Um, have What what tips do you have for like the beginners? Um, I would say just go in with an open mind Mm -hmm. and there's always that FOMO, you know, fear of missing out. So there has been time, there have been times where I purchased something because I didn't want them to sell it. And then I kind of regret it. But mm-hmm. I do feel like if it's for you, it's for you that if you really want to think about it, you should, because even though it might've been a great deal, if you didn't need it, it wasn't really, you know, a good deal. Um, and I would say really, you know, they have online sites now where you can, you know, buy antiques, but there's nothing like, in my opinion, going to a local antique store or a thrift store and getting to know the owners and buying from them. And I think the third thing is to be respectful of people's um, prices. I think sometimes people might think, oh, because it's an antique store or a mm-hmm. secondhand store, you can barter or you ask for a bargain, but those are still, you know, small businesses. So if, I think if they offer you a discount, that's great, but I wouldn't go in expecting that. I agree. And like Facebook marketplace and stuff, I mean, like, is awesome. Everybody's got like a crazy yeah. or a local thing. Um, but I guess my question is when you go in to a thrift store or an antique store, are you going on the hunt for a specific item or do you let items find you? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I think, you know, Miley, a little bit of both. Um, well, I needed art for my bedroom. I had a very like, um, specific goal in mind. I wanted two matching pieces and it needed to be long, like vertical, tall pieces. Right. I'm in like abstract art. So I went to an antique store. I thought maybe I'd find it, but it was, yeah, I didn't think I would because I wanted original art. And then I bought like a lamp. And then, I don't know, I turned around and looked behind the counter and there were two pieces by this artist named John Alley that were exactly what I needed. So in that case, it definitely, you know, um, I was able to find what I needed. Um, but sometimes I just go in and just find things that I didn't know I needed until uh, that moment. I agree. I think I think both works. There is something about antique magic, thrift magic of like manifesting like that. 
like there has been times I'm like, I need, and like, I'll give like this very crazy description and it just appears like, yeah, I see it on Facebook marketplace. I see it at the store. Like I've got that in my entryway, a vintage, um, like buffet table. Mm-hmm. It's from 1920 handmade in Switzerland. The guy who wow. made it signed the back. It's my pride. It's my pride and joy. But Amazing. I was just talking about it. I was like, I need something about 62 inches, da, da, da. Found it the next day. Oh, that's amazing. It's From so this pretty. Lady. I've seen that. Yes, this is just this sweet older woman. And I messaged her and was like, hey, you know, I'd love to buy this. Yeah. It. And she was like, sure. Because it was like kind of behind another thing she was selling. And I was like, this is random. And she was like, yeah, totally. I just hadn't. Oh, that's great. That. It was meant was for like, you. Win. I win. So yeah, manifest those fines. <laughs> okay. This is a good question too, because I want to hear your answer. Um, <laughs> I think that there's pieces that you're safer to splurge on and you're safer to save on. Like th- there's good things to find dupes for, you know what I mean? You may not mm-hmm. want to find a dupe for like your mattress or your sofa, but we want to find dupes for some things. When you are antiquing and you're looking for things that are unique with character, what kinds of things are you looking for? You've said art, mm-hmm. but are there other things you love to get secondhand? Um, lately, it's been like vintage copperware. Mm-hmm. There used to be a time when you could find copper, like pots and pans at like really good prices. But now I think they're more popular. You see it a lot in these English countries to have kitchens and things you like that. You want a crate and barrel and they'll cut your arm off for one oh, of Oh, for sure. For sure. Copper pots. <laughs> but they're still less expensive when you go to, you know, secondhand stores. Yeah. So looking for that. I love anything like Delph, um, pottery, um, blue and white. Get yeah. all your pots, vases. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So definitely like, you know, those things in addition to art. Um, now I'm looking for a coffee table and a side table. So that's kind of what I'm focused on at this point. Okay. I'll keep my eye out. I'm on the hunt for a stool, like a little oh, nice. stool. So if you see any good little stools. For sure. Let me know. But yeah, so I, I love stuff like that. I love anything wood too. Mm-hmm. Like if you're going to buy like a dresser or anything, I've been on a rug kick, a vintage rug. Oh kick. yeah. I bought a vintage rug today. <laughs> <laughs> For myself, my mom was like, "What do you want for Christmas?" And I was like, "A link. Here's here's the link." <laughs> um, so I will be getting a vintage rug for Christmas. Very nice. Just like those runners, those old Turkish runners. Yeah, they're they're good. They don't make them I'm like that. Your entryway, yeah, they're yeah. easy to keep clean. They are really easy to keep clean. They just have fun patterns and colors. Yeah, I like them. Okay, those are good ones. I I agree with all of those. So what's your favorite? And you can even give a top three mm-hmm. or even five because I would have a hard time choosing. <laughs> but like, what are your favorite antique finds so far? Um, That's a great question. Well, that's like a hard it. one. That's like choosing your favorite <laughs> child. It is. Um, oh, the, my office, um, I redecorated it last year. It was very rustic to start, but that was not really my style anymore, like for downstairs. And so I wanted like an antique desk and it was really hard to find one. And so I found one online in Conroe, Texas, inside this like really huge warehouse that was filled with like antiques from around the world. And it was perfect. It was really, really messed up, but the leaf was falling off. I was like, I'm not going to fix that. 
And then I happened to go to the like upscale consignment store like 10 minutes down the road I hadn't been to in a year. And then he had the exact desks that I wanted. The other store I had but was in a horrible condition. Yeah, and the I, thrift gods were looking out for you. you they were. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, that was meant to be. <laughs> so I love the desk. It's vintage. It's by Drexel. So I'll, I'll have it for years to come. Um, the second thing would probably be... Um, the chandelier in my office. It's also an antique. It's from a thrift store, um, antique store in Round Top, Texas. Um, and I saw it on like Instagram. I've seen like knockoffs of it, but it was great to see it at a um, a good price and didn't need to be uh, rewired. So that, that was, was what of, I was thinking. That light yeah. lights are are sometimes hard to get secondhand because of the wiring. But mm-hmm. that's awesome that you got it from a store that was reputable and you knew that it was yeah. going to work and it wasn't like a gamble. That's awesome. And then probably the third thing is it's like vintage, or I guess it's an antique um, boot cabinet um, that I tore my purses and shoes in. Where is that one? I don't know if I've seen that one. It's on Insta. I'll send you a link, but um, it's in my guest room and okay. it's pretty tall. So I have two closets in my house. And I actually Old buy houses. My, yeah, that's <laughs> one of the, the perks, I guess. Yeah. My top three. minimalist on, on whether you want to be or not. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes totally we that's the funniest thing about moving here my grandma always teases me when she comes over that like I could fill like the rooms and I'm like no I have lived in a tiny <laughs> house for so long and this house isn't huge but it's it's bigger yeah I still find myself like doing built-ins in every corner organization bins mm-hmm. it's a good life skill it is <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it so I am going to pivot a little bit. And this is a question that I came up with. Like, I mean, I came up with most of these, but I have been wanting to know you are so good with color. And Thank you. Yes. But the thing I love about your color choices is they are totally out of the box from like <laughs> when you're scrolling and everyone does the same. Yeah. Right. Like your colors pop, your colors are you and they're bold, but they <laughs> still vibe, which I think people are scared of is doing really yeah. colors that they're going to clash. So what inspires your color choices? How do you go about picking a paint color? Um, a lot of it is just uh, going with my gut. Um, I just you. Ever, yeah, just me. Like, you're just, <laughs> <laughs> I just wake up this way. Like I probably should do like samples of paint on the wall, but I don't. Um, I just go online. You and don't have I'm... to. You got it. You got it down. <laughs> But I try to find colors that complement each other. Like my kitchen cabinets are green. Mm-hmm. The walls downstairs and the kitchen are orange. But those colors seem opposite, but they go well together. Yeah. Um, I think now I have more, I think more risk with color. Mm-hmm. So when I first bought my home, I used um, the Greek Villa, which is a cream color throughout the uh, the walls upstairs and downstairs. And now if I can go back, I probably would have gone a little more um, bold. Mm. in those spaces but I plan to also incorporate some more color in my upstairs den and guest room so now on this color oh, it's kit. coming yeah it's coming okay I like classic colors too I think you know orange seems really bold but it does have a classic sensibility same thing with green um even like the chartreuse color I think looks so great with like different antiques because it picks up gold so well so I, might I agree I've always wanted like a chartreuse like study just like oh yeah books like it just makes sense um I, I try to be bold about my colors as well but I will have to ask you for some tips because I feel like you are a master oh thank you I love your wallpaper I really um I 
that is one thing I don't proclaim myself at being great at very many things, but I know wallpaper. I <laughs> inspired by like a really rich 80 year old woman, like if a really <laughs> classy older lady, yeah. it, I will, I will like it. Like I want it to be like decadent and like, For sure. and like busy, something that everyone probably else would not like, but I love it. Floor to ceiling, every room, like I nice. not do it. I've like spread out my wallpaper. Oh, I love that. I'm trying to think. Downstairs, I have two wallpapered rooms right now, but I'm saving the dining room. I want to wallpaper Hmm. the dining room. So I'm like, Miley, you can't also wallpaper the mud room because they're all next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, you can. I'm joking. (laughs) I'm trying to at least like break it up a little. Yeah. But it's hard. Um, I'm trying to pick a paint color for the mud room right now, and it's just not happening. So, yeah. I do want to know if you were to describe your style, like everyone's doing the three word game, like describe your mm-hmm. outfits in three words, describe yourself. How would you describe your interior design style? Um, I would say fresh, hip, but with a classic sensibility. Yeah, I like that because it it is classy. Mm-hmm. It's not even like traditional. Like it, It's definitely classy, like a little upscale. Oh, thank you. A little, a little crystal, a little <laughs> leg. I think that's good. Okay, cool. So, I mean, what's your favorite part about interior design? Starting a project through the finish, what steps do you like the most? Um, Probably for me, the thrill of the hunt, like finding pieces that will go well in a space. Like I recently was in the one room challenge. Um, yes, your entryway. Yeah. So finding most of the pieces were like it's a small space. So there wasn't any like heavy, you know, reno or anything like that. And so really finding pieces that spoke to the spoke to me and would really fit well in the space. So going to different stores and finding the right pieces, like my chandelier that I have. I found it during the first weekend at the Round Top Antique Show. And the first store I went to, after weeks of looking online, I couldn't find anything, but I just looked up on that. And that really just informed like the entire space for me. I love that too. So if you're listening, thinking, man, I know what I want in my brain, but I'm not seeing it online. There's yeah. antique out. Like that is the time you go find an antique. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest believer. If you can't find like that happened to me with a mirror recently mm-hmm. in my other room, I was like, I just am not seeing what I want. You just look at the old stuff. You'll find it. It'll, it'll, it'll come. It'll Absolutely. Come. I agree. I I'm all about it. So you are you more of an in-person shopper then you like to look at it you like to feel it yeah I am sometimes I'll order stuff online and lately it's been like hyperware but I'm a little disappointed because it's hard to see like the measurements we can see the measurements online but you don't really see them until you get yeah, it you can't hold it up next to your head and yeah after <laughs> to see things so I would definitely like going on in person because you can get to know the people the owners of the store and the shopkeepers and the people that work there that's the tip you gotta make it you gotta make friends with mm-hmm. people so when you say hey i need two abstract art pieces <laughs> when they come in they don't hang them up for someone else to buy they they call they call a friend yes that's that's how we get what we need um so i guess this kind of leads into it would you say you design rooms based off of pieces you find or do you have ideas First, like if you're going to start, you're dead. You're starting a whole new space. What triggers your design process? Where do you start? Step one. 
Um, I probably start with like a general idea. Um, first, like now I'm going through a thought process of how I want to refresh my upstairs den. So initially I thought I wanted to go with like the Soho farmhouse, English country style, oh, you know, a lot of prints and wallpaper. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I don't know, I kind of want to go more modern. So lately oh. I've been really inspired by those pieces and looking online. And then I feel like if I go to a store and I see a piece that speaks to that modern motif, then I'm like, okay, that's where I need to go. But a harder time going to farmhouse route. Maybe that's not for me at this point in my life. So. Yeah, you didn't describe it as farmhouse. You are in Texas, which I feel like yeah. is the capital farmhouse of America. Um, yeah. Gains just blazed the trail for us all. More um, like a um, rustic farmhouse. Yeah. And not really for me at this point in my life. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. Are you, so is the den the next project? Just it is, a, yeah. as a follower, <laughs> I want to know what's coming up. <laughs> Sneak preview. Yeah, and then the next project, um, because kind of a hodgepodge of things that I've had over the years. So I definitely want to settle on a style. Cool. And are you a mood board or like do you make mood boards or do you just yeah. go for it? Um, I mostly like sketch out things. I'm I'm not, you know, artist or anything. I just sketch out kind of what I like. But lately yeah. I've been into doing mood boards. I, I think it allows me to process my thoughts more. I agree. When I I think they help me more when I try to go bolder. I I tend to like not like my designs if I play it too safe. I want a lot of like moving pieces. And then I feel nervous about doing that without mood boards. Unless it's already yeah. done. Like once you have a room, it's easy to like add a piece. But like if you're ordering everything and starting over, it does help me play with pattern a little more. I do yeah. like that. And I don't have to notice, like, this is too boring. I don't have enough color. I don't have enough mm-hmm. texture. Yeah. I'm with you. So that, that was one of my questions is upcoming projects, mm-hmm. but I do want to know you are in like an amazing 1921. Well, Oh, we haven't, we haven't, <laughs> we, we've waited this long. Um, Fallon has a confession to make everyone listeners um, I do tell them yeah so I was greatly mistaken for some reason I was convinced that my house was done 1921 even my mom was like on your clothing document it's from 1920 I'm like no it doesn't 1921 and then like one day I randomly was like let me just look back at my deed it was 1920 but by that point I already had the page started so I just left it as it is <laughs> yep she's been lying about her age <laughs> younger saying she's younger than she is um it's a 1920 and I love that I feel like we had to say because now it's like you got to keep it like you just gotta, yeah it's, it's part of its story. story yeah it's just part of who she is the house <laughs> well is this 1920 slash 21 you know just house is this your dream house is this your forever house what do you think um I moved a lot um, before I bought this house. So I still have a number of projects I want to do. So I could see myself staying here for the next like four years or so. That's um, a good but, time. Yeah. But I think my next house, I definitely want to keep a farmhouse style, not the newer farmhouses, but like an older one, like the one I live in. But I want more like, I want land and, you know, things like that. Do you want animals? Are you an animal? No. Just, just, just no cows for Fallon and no, no. Workers, just 
distance. <laughs> maybe some chicken fat. Maybe no, no, maybe not. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of work, honestly. They are. My sister has a ranch, and every time she tells me about it, it reminds me that I never want any other pets ever. Like I've got yeah. a dog. I know you're a dog lover. Yeah. Uh, that's good. That's a good <laughs> amount. That's Give all I need. <laughs> Okay. So I do want to ask, we've talked about it a little bit of what I think makes your page different, but like for the people listening, why, why follow you? What is your page going to show them? What, what kind of sets you apart? Um, I think my page shows people what you can do with a little imagination. Um, I did not want to see this house when it was on the market. I thought it was terrible from the pictures um, but finally I could not find a house at all. The market was really tough. I couldn't look at it. I walked in, I was like, oh, I think I can live with this. I can make it my own. Um, so that's what I want people to get from my page is that even though it might not look like the best when you first set eyes on your home, um, just have a little imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, also not to be afraid to experiment with color. Yeah. Um, a lot of times people will ask like, you know, actual designers, what color do you use in this room or in that room? But you really can't go by that because you have to see it in your space. Um, there was a color that Erin Gates used in her, like house. I love Erin Gates, like her, that designer's work. And I used it in my house and it didn't work. So I was like, just go with your gut when choosing a paint yeah. color. Don't choose a, popular, don't choose a popular color. Um, I think the third thing would be to take your time. And I'm really serious about this one is take your time and really be intentional with your design, don't just buy something because it's popular or it's trending or because everyone else has it because they don't end up in a landfill if it's not the best quality or maybe it doesn't even really speak to your true self, but it's popular. So you'll think oh, I need to buy it. Just take your time and like, you know, find pieces that you truly love. I love that. I mean, because that's a real person's journey. Like what we see mm -hmm. on Instagram, the people who are creating the most content, this is their job. All of yeah. the revenue, all of like everything is going mm -hmm. out, just pumping out contact. They're getting that stuff for free. They have higher yeah. labor that like, this <laughs> is their career. And if you were putting all eight hours of your work day into your house and you had unlimited funds, yeah, great. Pump it out as fast as you can. But everyone else, the people who are following are in the same boat as, mm -hmm. as you. And it's like, mm -hmm. you know, what? I have a house that I love. It's not the dream house. I custom square inched every yeah. corner for a billion dollars. We're all out here living in normal houses, but I do agree. I think your page shows people that your house that is still modest and normal, like, mm -hmm. the, like a normal person has is amazing. It can be Thank customized. You. Yes. It can be glamorous. It can be whatever you want it to feel like. And you don't have to buy a $2 million house for that. To Thank happen. you. I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's this whole thing in society of wanting to keep up with the Joneses. Um, but you don't have to do that. I think if you just are happy with your house, it doesn't really matter if that sofa is 10 years old, because it's quality, it'll last and you can recover it if you want to. You know what I mean? Yes. You're, <laughs> you're speaking to the choir. Cause I keep thinking what content, you know, can I make next? What this? And it's like, you know what? I'm remodeling my house at a normal pace. Yeah. I have a new <laughs> room to show you um every week because yeah I'm not gonna take out a bunch of loans I'm not gonna buy Chinese mm -hmm. like if you're gonna live somewhere for a long time just live somewhere you like and yeah go, go at your own speed so I'm I agree can bond over that for sure I like tilt my camera and you see my room that's like that part's, <laughs> that part's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
but it's okay. <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. So it is. I, I do want to ask, cause we talked about this a little bit before, so I'll have to have you explain to the followers. You have a day job. I do. Yeah. And I feel like your day job and your interior design job are kind of fun because they cross paths a little bit, but what do you do for the daytime job? So I'm actually a social media manager for um, an agricultural technology company. How convenient. Uh, convenient, right? <laughs> it's funny because it's so hard to do social media from a personal standpoint. I think I'm too invested in personally, mm-hmm. um, which can be kind of frustrating when you think about like growth, but it's like, you know, it's like I decorate my home with attention. It's the same yeah. thing with my page. I don't really feel too much like pressure to grow at a, you know, warp speed, a lightning speed. Um, and I guess it's that analogy that a doctor can't be its own patient. So I did social media professionally, but personally it's, it's hard it's to get different. out of my own mind sometimes <laughs> thinking about what I need to post, overthink it, whatever. It is. I mean, I, what do you think, this is just me asking, what do you think the hardest thing about starting the page has been for you? Probably. Well, I think for me, like how much I want to share, about myself personally. Like I love those um, content creators that do the ask me anything. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ready for that because I know what answers I would give. Um, but, you know, I think it's good to be, you know, open with your followers, you know, um, as you're comfortable with. But I love the idea of creating a community. So I learn from my followers, I think, as much as um, they learn from me. And that's one of the joys, I think, of social media. That's my favorite part is like my Instagram friends. Like, yeah and like Claudia we interviewed last week like mm-hmm. that part is so fun to connect with people that you wouldn't connect with for before. sure what a pro the con is putting yourself out there yeah is <laughs> terrifying because I think at least for me interior design is like so much of who I am like my personality shows mm-hmm. in my house like I want someone to yeah. walk in my house and say oh that's Miley your house is completely like that someone can walk mm-hmm. in and be like Fallon lives here so you're really showing your colors. And I feel like yeah. other people who aren't as into design may not realize it's so personal, mm-hmm. but it is hard to put yourself out there and like something you created in your mind and like to see yeah. how people react to that. They yeah. like it, they don't like it. No one sees it. No one follows it. It's like, right. <laughs> you spend like three hours making something that gets two likes. It's okay. <laughs> I liked it or whatever. I just kind of think about it that way sometimes. But yeah, so I like it. That's all that matters. Yeah. I think right. when you aren't true to yourself, like in a real, if you do reels or content just to gain followers, like I feel like that would um kind of get old. It does yeah, it does like, get old. It <laughs> does, absolutely. Because reels on their own get old. You're like, what yeah. <laughs> am I going to make? And it's hard to find kind of your lane. And that's something that I like about your pages. I love the, um, in the mix series. I feel like you, you have really found a specific lane of like mixing old and new and finding a way to do it. That's like realistic and cost-effective. And I mm-hmm. say cost-effective because we're not trying to find the cheapest thing. Yeah. We're trying to find a mix of quality. And then like those trendy pieces, like you said, mm-hmm. that like, I don't need to shell out $600 for a lamp. Yeah. I'm going to totally agree when I feel like it. Yeah. Um, but I am going to spend it on an original piece of art. You bet your bottom mm-hmm. dollar. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I definitely like, think you found your lane there. Thank you. I did want to mention, you asked me my favorite things I've 
bought from like antiques. You thought not to mention uh, our favorite child. <laughs> one other favorite child, right? Um, I bought a vintage French commode um, during the last weekend of the Round Top um, show, and because the guy, the booth keeper, um, wanted to get rid of it before. Um, not bring it back to his home. Mm-hmm. He reduced the price from twenty two hundred dollars to three fifty, like that day. Pause, 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 pause. <laughs> two thousand two hundred dollars. Yeah, to three hundred fifty dollars. Oh, yeah. We're talking like an eighth, an eighth yeah. of the price. Okay. <laughs> so and you work for that. Not only is it beautiful, <laughs> it feels better because it was on sale. Like yeah. Although then I was like, oh, I have to have eye things. <laughs> I have to. I have to now. I do yeah. that all the time. It like feels better to me. It's like when yeah. you have a dress and like someone compliments it and you're like, thanks, it has pockets. It's like the same, <laughs> it's the same effect. You're like, thanks, I found it for $50. Come here, come here, come here. Yeah. <laughs> Let me show you how, how much um, I get excited about that. So if you ever want to yeah. see your thrift finds, I'm I'm about that. For sure. Ask, how do you feel about, oh my gosh, why can't I think of this? And estate sales. That's what I was looking for. Are yeah. you a fan of estate sales? Not really. I, no. no. <laughs> the only thing I find at estate sales is art. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I could see that because it's personal. Kids don't want it and they don't know how much it's worth. Yeah. It's rare. It's it's random. But I feel like people always get good hauls at estate sales. I never do. Yeah. Everything good is taken. But sometimes art. I can see that because art's so personal that I imagine that people have art that they find valuable. They kept it for so long. I think my only thing with estate sales is that like I'm really um, big on like picking up vibes with spaces. So mm-hmm. the few that I've been to have been at like different vibes. I didn't really feel comfortable. I think someone died in the house at one. It's just really yeah. See, so we want fun. friendly ghosts only. Yeah. <laughs> That's my dream yeah. house. It's like this Victorian, <laughs> like the Adams family would live in, but like it's yeah. Friendly people, like not yeah, friendly people. people. <laughs> that's me. It's not like we've got a lot of um Victorian houses because that's oh, like really? when Utah was settled. Yeah, oh, it's like okay. in, in that time period. So we've got a lot of like 1850s, like 1920s, in like the heart yeah. of the city. That's like my oh, I bet dream life. Um, but I need a lot of money to, I'm sure, yeah, with all the plumbing and all of the electric. And make sure there's actually studs in the walls. You you know the drill. I totally know. You do. I know. Ours now is kind of a cheater. It looks old. Mm-hmm. That was like what drew me to it. But it's okay. It's not. It's actually built in 1990. Oh wow. Early 1990s. Yeah. But it, it's kind of a tricky one. It like it looks older than that. Which was oh no cool. Yeah, I like. I'm with you. I would. I wouldn't buy a brand new house. I mean, I would if I had a billion dollars to customize every nook and cranny. Yeah. Look like it was old, but why not just buy an old one? You know? Yeah. Check yeah. it out and figure out what you want. <laughs> I like a little Probably. character. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, thank you You're for welcome. hanging out. I love bonding over antiques. They are something I'm passionate hey. about. So we're all about it. But I want to remind my followers or listeners to go follow Fallon at farmhouse underscore 1921. We have like, I think... I think anyone who follows me would love to follow you because it's something yeah. different, but there's definitely crossover. It's going to be bold. There's going to be antiques. There's going to be new stuff. There's going to be tutorials. There's going to be inspiration. Yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think that they'll like you. So I feel you. a stamp of approval. Go follow Fallon. 
Thanks. Uh, go see her in the mix series and go watch her finish her den. <laughs> uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on, Molly. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And for all the listeners out there, just remember the podcasts drop every week on Mondays, My Brown House Mondays. Please like, subscribe, or message us anything you want us to talk about. And thanks for joining. <laughs>